In 50 Cent, this is what's hot in the streets from Hot 97. Hot 97, WQHT, New York. People love to quote Drake lyrics, they love cracking jokes about his outfits, and they love getting worked up about his song titles. The latest is no different. It's a song off Drake's upcoming Nothing Was the Same album called Wu-Tang Forever, but the soft, slow jam doesn't exactly match the title. It does, however, sample Tila Rock's It's Yours. Now, Wu-Tang fans are outraged, Drake fans are amused, and here's the final word. You God confirmed to Vibe that members of Wu-Tang already recorded verses with Drake for a remix to the song. So carry on. In other news, Nas Escobar is 40 years young. He celebrated his birthday with Mariah Carey, Q-Tip, and his daughter Destiny, and more. You can check out my exclusive interview with the birthday boy Nas on the Misinfo blog. The Misinfo Entertainment Report is brought to you by Hennessy VS. Pick up your limited edition Hennessy VS bottle now. Just go to Hennessy.com to find a retailer near you. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Our focus this hour, snitching. Is it still the real code of the streets? Let me know what you think at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Now, if you're looking for a podcast of this show or previous Street Soldiers episodes, log on to lisaevers.com. You can download the free podcast there. And... uh, that's it. It's real easy. LisaEvers.com. This way you don't have to miss out on any of the shows. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers, Google Plus, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. We are asking the question, is snitching still the code of the streets or does everyone eventually talk? depending upon how much time they're looking at and what the circumstances are. Let me know what you think at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. We're opening up the phone lines. Angelique is there taking your calls. And also hit me up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers. Now, the reason that we're doing this um, today is my street soldiers team and I wanted to take a look at snitching because of what's been going on in Brooklyn. You know about one-year-old Antique Hennis. He is the baby boy who was shot and killed in his stroller. His father, who describes himself as a super gangbanger, would not help police in any way catch his son's killer. The father would not even look, according to cops, would not even look at photos, like mugshot photos, of potential shooters to try and help catch his his son's his baby son's killer. Now, what they did do, the detectives were able to track down the alleged shooter, the guy who um, supposedly gave him the gun, all without the father's help. But this was a question that we were talking about here, me and my team, is like, if that was your kid, if that was your son, if that was your little baby, 16 months old, in the stroller, you knew that bullet was meant for you because of the lifestyle that you chose and you were out there on the streets, wouldn't you try to find out who did it? Wouldn't you, try, wouldn't you want to see that person brought to justice? Would you cooperate with the cops? Would you talk with them? Or is this just a whole big myth, this whole snitching thing is just a big front, and actually everybody really does talk? That's what we're getting into today. Let me know what you think about it. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And is being a witness the same thing as being a snitch? And what about these confidential informants? Maybe in your neighborhood you have one of these guys that he's just a really bad dude and he's out there doing stuff all the time and somehow he always seems to get arrested and he's always back out on the streets. Let us know what you think about that. one 800 
888-900-9797. Hit me up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. we got a really great panel for you to uh, break this all down and to get into this. Joining us is Xavier Donaldson. He's a former prosecutor, former assistant district attorney, one of the top criminal defense attorneys. He's going to break it all down for us. Xavier, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you. Also with us is Terry Woods. She is the author of True to the Game and many other books, expert on code, on the code of the streets. She's also been out with us in Newark at uh, some of our shows out there. Terry, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate it. And also joining us, Al Tariq Anquay, founder of Stop Shooting Inc. from Newark. And he's also working um, as a community liaison for Mayor Cory Booker. Al Tariq, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Lisa. We appreciate it. Xavier, how common is the is snitching? Well, it's, um, uh, you know, I want to try to change the word a little bit um, okay. from snitching to cooperating. <laughs> um, so we can, um, and that might, might help people out uh, because it um, removes a lot of the negative negativity around being a witness in a uh, criminal case. Cooperating is extremely, I mean, it happens all the time, every day. It's not uh, as, um, I guess it's not as, as uh, difficult to do it as most people think, and uh, it from my experience being a prosecutor and a defense attorney, uh, we see cooperators on a daily basis. So if there is some code on the street, some rule on the street, some I'm not cooperating because uh, it's against the rules, then from my experience, it doesn't exist as much as people think. It's more a myth than a reality. Like a street myth. Terry, what about that? You've yeah, you've well, studied would, the streets. You've written books about the streets. You used to work in a law office. What about that? I would agree. It's uh, totally a myth at this point. I think at at one point, not only um, was it a code on the street, it was an actual code that was enforced on the street. And if you don't have the enforcers, then you don't have the code. And there's no more enforcing it. So people are more likely to be arrested in order to save themselves, snitch and tell or cooperate or whatever word you want to use to define it um, once they are arrested to save themselves or to get less time in jail. So it, it, it definitely is not being enforced. That code stopped being enforced. When when I was coming up, I, I knew about the codes on the streets and you didn't tell. You, you never told. You took it. You know, there was supposed to be nothing that you would take from the streets that you could not give back. So you don't sit there when you get arrested and go tell on your brother or go tell on anybody or go tell, especially if you're involved in the illegal activity. Alderique, what about that? What's the, what's the code like out in Newark? It's different. See, um, just the reality. Let me break it down. Snitching and um, I, it only applies to people that's involved in criminal activity. So, um, in, in, in my opinion, snitching straight up. If you if you do a crime with somebody else and you tell him, yeah, you snitched on him in the, in the street value, the street words, whatever. But you got a regular person that work every day, that got a job, and and, and you know going about his life, living normal, and he and he getting robbed or um, shot or whatever. He's not snitching if you know who did it. So you know a lot of people um, switch the word around like snitching this and that. It applies. It only you, snitching only applies to people that's involved in criminal activities. But for regular people, it's so much snitching going on. It's not even. You look, look at um, forty eight hours. The, the, the um. Um, 48, first 48, whatever the show is. Every time they get him in that room, they sit him in there, they say, you know, at the end of the day, somebody crying and he done told on himself and, and anybody else. What about the, what's the difference between a witness and a snitch? 
A witness, it depends on if, what, what, what kind of lifestyle you're living. At the end of the day, you a witness to, if y'all two out there doing some stuff and you witnessed it and you you and your boy and y'all going down, I guess it would, in some words, to their activity, their lifestyle, yeah, you, you snitched on them. But for a regular witness every day that witnessed something, that's not snitching. But what about this whole situation that we saw in Brooklyn where the, the, the man's, his baby's on, killed? Man. That's stupidity. At some time, ain't, ain't no gang that hard or hard enough, too tough for you to not, well, that's your son, that's your kid, that's that's whatever. I don't care what nobody say. They can flip it around like they want, super super thug, super crip, super bloods or whatever. <laughs> man, I, I ain't with that. That's my son. Yeah, it was him right there. He had the red shirt on. And that's the way it's going on. Xavier, what about the what about how it's used by prosecutors? Like somebody gets arrested, they're out on the street, they're getting picked up. Like oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. I mean, what changes the game? Listen, uh, folks, America, whoever else is listening, uh, let's let's just be clear. International, uh, internationally, universally, everybody. Let's be clear. Since the beginning of prosecution, since the beginning of people being arrested for doing illegal conduct. People have been talking against other people since. I mean, you can't think of a time going back a thousand years when we have had enforcement of any kind of law that someone got arrested and then they told on someone else who also was involved in criminal activity. That's just the way it's been. And that's the way it's always going to be. And federal prosecution in this country is built on cooperation. They build their cases on the fact that they arrest someone and they put enough a punishment in front of them that, say, that tells them, listen, you're going to do these 25 to life or, or in, in federal court. You're going to do this life. There's no way around that unless you tell me who you were with or who, you know, does X, Y, Z. And, you know, like the brother just said, you know, super thug, super blood, super crip, super whomever. You know, somebody's talking and they've been talking for decades. Mob, Italian mob, Irish mob, Russian mob. The new African-American who want to be Italian mobs and Russian mobs and, and um, Irish mobs who don't know what the heck they're doing. You know, it's been like that since the dawn of time. Half, not half, 85 percent of the federal prosecutions are built on cooperators, commonly known as snitches. And that's just the way it's been. And that's the way it's always going to be. And you said there's a new slang term for snitch. From what I understand, there's a new acronym for snitching. It's called Sorry Negro, I'm trying to come home. That's <laughs> what I heard. And, and, and you know, the the strange part about that is, you know, I <laughs> as a defense attorney, you know, I I um I do a lot of federal practice with a lot of major federal cases, and oftentimes we have to confront people who are cooperating, and they are it may be nine, ten, fifteen of them with the hardest backgrounds, murderers, killers, whatever the case may be. We have to confront those persons, and they have cooperated. So it's not like it's I mean, I'm starting not to understand or get this whole, well, uh, you know, the street code is this, street code is that, so I'm not cooperating. I'm like, dude, sometimes I look at other people and say, well, you're here because somebody cooperated against you. So that street code that you were talking about, if it exists, it doesn't exist at 500 Pearl Street, downtown Manhattan. <laughs> which is federal court, which is in Manhattan Ooh, federal court. Let's bring in uh, Too Bad. El Tariq, you want to introduce Too Bad for us? Uh, That's Too Bad, one of the um, guys in the neighborhood from Newark out there. You know, um, he, he got his own story. He's he been around, so he could um, pretty much get into it. So Too Bad, too bad. are you, how old are you? I'm, I'm 19, I'll be 20 in December. All right, so tell us what it's like on the, on the streets there in Newark, in terms of snitching, in terms of your experience. And look, you gotta keep your heads up at all times. Like these cops, like the subject about cops, or just about Newark period. Newark period. 
Oh man, no. It's either you gonna, either not gonna make you or break you. Like I'm telling you, man, it's just it's real out here. People die every day. Mothers cry every day. Babies getting dropped every day. Drugs getting sold every day. Like it, it don't stop. No, it will never stop. Gang members run up. And I wanna, I'm in the game myself. I wanna give a shout out to New Jersey Grapes. All right, let's. Well, you know what? I, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. But let, I'm going to keep you on hold. We're talking about mentality, right there. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact mentality exactly. we're dealing with out there. No, exactly. Let's go to let's go to Robert from uh, let's go to Robert from Brooklyn. Uh, Robert, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hey, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so, what's your question or comment? My comment is that everyone snitches. Everyone cooperates. I don't care who you are. At some point in time. You're going to snitch and you're going to cooperate. Um, the system is built upon that, like the, the gentleman said. You know, the the, the federal uh, system. <laughs> I mean, their their numbers are are high. They, their prosecution rate is high. So when when the federal officers come to arrest you, they already have a case built upon you. Unlike the NYPD, they just haphazard. They just jump out and arrest without the facts. When the feds Xavier, is that you, true? He's he's saying that when the feds come to arrest you, they already got the case pretty much sewn up. Whereas with, like like city and local police, it's it's kind of, you know, they're arresting you and they're they're still doing their investigation. Well, yeah, there's a there's a. I mean, the way I, the way I analyze it is uh, in in state court, and this is not just NYPD. I've had some cases all around the country, but the state court, state prosecutors, state law enforcement are more uh, reactionary. Whereas the federal government is more proactive. They go out, they investigate, they have the resources, they try to get what they can get. They try to build a case uh, before they come and arrest you. Now, I don't like the the concept that uh, when they come to get you in federal court, they have you because we've been successful in defending a lot of federal court cases. And I don't want the, the listeners to go out believing that everyone cooperates. You know, we have a few clients that just don't. Um, and we have we know some people who just won't. They locked up and they just doing their life and they just taking it. Really? But, yeah. They they, they they there are some some brothers out there and we and we we have a few. List. I mean, we, there's some folk out there who just are not going to cooperate, yeah. and, and that's just the way it's going to work. But then there are other persons who will, and um, and it, it it really depends on the individual. It really really depends on the individual and what they're facing, what they want to face, what they're, and you know this is this is going to sound the circumstances to be honest. It's going to sound really sad, but I, I have to say it. You know. Um, some people who commit criminal activity, that's all they know. All they know is going back, and quite frankly, they call it home now. They're going back home. They call it home. They have an address. They call it home. So all they know is going back home. So when they get out, you know, they, do, they get out and start back doing what they're doing because they're going back home. So to them, cooperating and then getting 15, 20 years, like, that's nothing to them because they're going back home anyway. So they're not cooperating. And so there are some people just like that. And there are other people who are facing five years or 10 years say, you know what, I'll do 10 years. I'm not cooperating. And so and on a real weird level, you respect that. Um, then there are other persons who are for different reasons. They got kids, whatever. They say, you know what, no, I'm not doing 10 years for that dude. I'm coming home in three. And so you respect that. Let me ask we you take a no personal opinion one way or the other. What's the percentage rate of, like, would you say out of 100% that you see people cooperating versus people taking it? Uh, what would you say that, you know, like coming out of the district attorney's office and what you've experienced, what would you say is the rate percentage? Is it like 90%? No. 80? No. 70? No. Uh, it, it really depends on the jurisdiction. In federal court, 
the cooperation rate is significantly higher than in state court. I think state courts... Because they have those mandatory yeah. sentences, right? Yeah. Well, for some, for some crimes, and th- those are being reduced significantly um, based upon a few federal new federal guidelines and federal ordinances and federal um, policies that in place by, you know, yeah. uh, Attorney General Holder and the Obama administration. But, go ahead, I'm sorry. All right, let me, let me just go to um, Red Rum from Harlem. Hey, Red Rum, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yeah, how you doing? Um, All right, how I are you? Also, I would like to make a comment on that about the um, federal also. Like, okay. You know, the time the time span that they're giving you in the feds is a lot tougher than in, than in the state. You know what I'm saying? The, the mandatory minimum sentencing guidelines are much higher in the federal than they are for the state. All right. Now you told our you told our producer you're a gang member and you, you agree with the father's decision not to talk to police about yes, the man I who do. shot his kid. That's right. Really? I, I agree with him one hundred percent. Why? If he if because he, if, he, if he's running the street, then he's keeping it in the streets. If somebody killed my child, I wouldn't go to no police. I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna take care of my business. Now see. And now you go on. Then then you got a possibility of going to jail and missing the rest of your family's life and your kids' life just because a lifestyle that you in the streets living that's not productive for you or nobody around you in your circle, especially not your son. That you're gonna be in jail for somebody killing somebody. You just took family. my child's life. I, I, if a somebody took my life. child's life, I don't want to put him in jail. Jail, you you keep living in jail. There's, there's got to be an eye for an eye. Yes, jail prison is like the living. Now death. you're both blind. Eye for eye. We, that's why we run around blind. Somebody got to be willing to take a loss one time and stand up and just. Yeah, like, hey, listen, I, I, I'm willing to take a loss. I'm willing to take a loss of my freedom because this man killed my child, and I'm going to go kill him now. That's a dangerous right. mentality. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to take that loss. I'm willing to stand up. And, 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 and what about if the bullet? And what about if the bullet? What about if the gun you're firing, the illegal handgun you're using, the bullets that you're using so often we've seen hit hit some innocent, some uh, somebody else's kid, an innocent bystander. That's because people people are, are very ignorant, especially young kids nowadays with firearms. I'm not a young kid. I'm a grown man. I'm 31 years old. Okay, at least yes, I got I, into I, it. I've been running the streets for a long time. I, I got to get into this. You know, I, I, listen. Yeah, brother, um, listen. I, I hear you. I, I hear you. And, um, this is Xavier Donaldson speaking. I hear you. I, but but what you're saying, you're, you're, you're including the word ignorance and you're applying it to someone else. And with all due respect, your thought process right now is not that logical. Because the same... No, no, this, no, this, I can this, agree this, with you. All right, you. hold on. Red Rum, let, let him... Brother. Listen to me, Xavier, go ahead. The same... The same thought process that that young, that young dude used to to go out and try to kill the father in Brooklyn he wound up killing the little boy in Brooklyn and he comes up according to the police in the in the press saying you know I didn't know I did this I didn't know I did that I meant to do this but it, this wound up happening so I, I I appreciate understand the love you have for your child if something happens to your child but then to go out and use as Mr. Everett said a violence, an illegal gun to go out and do X, Y, Z under the expectation that because you're grown, you know how to shoot straight and will get your target does not equal logical thinking and only contributes to the same problems that you will continue to have in your neighborhood. It's not going to work. Trust me. I'm from your neighborhood. I got out of your neighborhood. And it's, I'm, trust, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. As a matter of fact, there's an expectation that you will do that. Because that continues whatever's going on in that neighborhood. That's that expectation. So the dude in Brooklyn who did not, who said he, I mean, allegedly, I don't believe he did this, but who allegedly was not going to inform the police about who did what, that type of thinking is ignorant. You, if, if he's not snitching, he's not cooperating, he's not snitching on, on some dude who shot his son, 
he's cooperating with the police officers to uh, help prosecute someone who, you know, killed his son. Who committed a crime. Who committed a murder. And that's, and that's the so way it's you, supposed to be. Can I ask you a question? You can ask me whatever you want, brother. All right. So, so you believe it, it, it's correct for someone to take a life and just serve a prison sentence for it? I think I think that in in our society the way it is now, absolutely it has to be that way because if it's not, you do not want to see a society where it's the opposite. You do not want to see a society where if someone comes up and does a shooting on the street, that someone on the street can go out and shoot the other person. You don't want to see that kind of society. Take my take my word for it because if you think about it for a second, just take that to its logical conclusion. Where is that going to stop? If someone comes up and slaps your girlfriend. What do you have to do? Have a right to do? Go up and punch her back, punch him back, or shoot him? If someone comes up and steals something out of your house, do you get to go look for that person and it, try to take it back? If they don't, you get to shoot them. Where exactly does that stop? There has to be. That's why you have to have those kind of controls because the logical logical conclusion of that type of thinking is complete and utter uncontrolled anarchy and violence, and that's something that this society but- cannot have with 300 million guns. On the street, but people will say that's exactly what's happening in some of the some of the neighborhoods. Yeah, Terry? I mean, for the logical. Can I say something? Yeah, real quick, Red Rum, go ahead, finish up. Yeah, oh, well, like that is what's going on in the streets out here. You know what I'm saying? People are not playing in the streets, especially the young kids. They're not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, this is what's going on. But I'm not saying that it would be correct for me to pick up a handgun and go kill somebody because they smacked my girl or stepped on my shoe or none, none of that ignorance. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody took one of my loved one's life, then I, 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 I feel I have a right to go take this. Simple. Like, I wouldn't pick up a handgun or any to go take some uh, life of mine. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's, that's, just, that's just ignorance. Like, you know, going and shooting at people and Shooting into crowds and all, all that right, stuff. Red 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 I got to move, move on because everybody here in the studio wants to jump in and the phone lines are blazing. Terry? I just want to say, you know, we're talking about the logic and the logic and where does this logic come from? And I think one of the things that people fail to realize when it comes to the inner city and when it comes to black America, we have just been, this whole judicial system has a level of destroying black communities and i think over time what's happened is you just have a lot of these guys who are like they have no faith in the in the judicial system they feel that the judicial system is is only in place to wipe them out to extinct them to take them away and when you start talking about this guy in brooklyn who killed his son and he's already a gangbanger no somebody else killed killed his son son, and he's already in this life and he's in and he's claiming he's a gangbanger the snitch, you know. Yeah, but here's the thing. Then, then he supposedly tells a reporter. He tells a reporter last week for the Daily News that he'll sell his story if they give him enough money. <laughs> he'll sell his story. So you're not going to try to find the, you know, the, the cops did find the guy. To find, show you where he at with I think he's on his own with finding the guy, and I think he's going to hand. Like I think his mental where he is is that he's going to handle it himself, just like well, the cops the didn't give him a chance because they picked said. the guy up. Uh, I they, think they you might a, be giving him too much. Yeah, because if he's willing to sell his story, I don't even think he's willing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you, I you, mean, we, is that crazy? We want crazy. we want to assume that, and again, I'm uh, and I'm a realist. Uh, I, I stopped being an idealist a long time ago. I'm a realist. We want to assume that everybody has the capacity to be good parents. We want to assume that everybody has the capacity to be good people. Guess what? Unfortunately, everyone does not. 
Everyone does not have the capacity to be good parents. Everyone does not have the capacity to be good people. And that's just the unfortunate reality. So if this dude, I don't know this brother, and I'm, I'm hoping the opposite. I'm holding out for hope. I'm hoping that he is or trying to be a good parent, even though he allegedly is in the gang. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't be a good parent. So I'm hoping that he is. I'm hoping that someone killed his son. He cares about his son. He wants to see the person who killed his son be brought to justice. I'm hoping that. But unfortunately, there are dudes out there and mothers who could care, who could give a, a rat's behind about their kids or about their children. Only thing they care about is some kind of money. All right. Let me. Uh, too, too bad. Let, and I'm going to ask you to please not shout out any sets or any. Uh, All right. But just out of respect for my audience and also the kids that we got listening on Sunday morning, I'd ask you that, and I'll keep you on the line. What do you What do you think about what you're hearing? If If you had a little baby and that little baby got hit by a, a bullet that was meant for you, what would you do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to my brother said I'm going after the person who who killed who tried to kill me who killed killed my little brother or my baby or whatever. Would you and Would you care, help? Would you want care, the police to help? Would you want the police to help try to try to catch this guy or get him off the street so he doesn't hurt somebody else? A hundred percent not. Because you're going to take care of it, right? Yes, I am. Are you going to hurt somebody else? Yes, I will. Are you going to hurt innocent yeah. people? If, if it comes down to it. I understand. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, this, and I can respect that. I'm telling you, and, this, and, 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 and I know too bad, and, and, a, and a, a bunch of other people in, in this generation that got the same mentality, and this is what we're up against. This is the reality of what we're up against. So this might sound shocking to some of the audience, and people saying, oh, he's so ignorant, and it's going, this is the mentality we out here fighting every day on a daily basis. So if this is not a wake-up call and some of these listeners out here to get involved in your community with these kids, stop being scared of them. Man, we, we need help right now. Everybody out here, get on the front line or get behind it, something. Something like that, Terry? Yeah, see, you know, I don't, this is my whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm just to the point where... It, it, there's there's no there's no control with it there's no it's like totally out of control and how do you get all these guns and who is your leader and where's the or you know like you're hurting people and you're hurting innocent children and you're hurting innocent women and there was a time when you never hurt children and you never hurt women and there was a time when the streets protected their communities and the streets protected people oh terry i don't know if time. i do you believe that i do i do really believe that is that wait, like in wait, movies? Wait, 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 wait. When was that? Listen, folks, I'm in my mid-40s, approaching 50. When exactly? I, I hear this all the time from my colleagues and people who are my age, a little younger. You know, times are worse now. This wasn't like this when we were growing up. I'm saying to myself, <laughs> have you lost your mind? Back in the 80s, when I was in high school in the early, early 80s Crack. and 70s, it was a lot worse. You had a thousand murders per year in New York City. You don't have that now. You couldn't ride the subway from from, from the Bronx to Brooklyn. Where I, you couldn't, I couldn't go from the Bronx to Brooklyn because of some nonsense. It was. I was living in Liberty City, Miami. In the, in the mid '80s, the riots in Overtown and Liberty City was bananas. It was a lot worse. You think Back, there were I, innocent it was, children it was being a lot, shot? There like were this. innocent children being shot for a long time. Now the reasons why have changed. I give you that. Now I'm hearing about kids who are running around on bicycles robbing people. I got clients who have committed several kidnappings and things like that who have nothing to show for it. So the reasons behind things now is totally beyond me. But the the the, the criminal element was a lot worse back in the 80s in the 70s take this take my word for and the, and the statistics 
really show that. The only thing that's different now is that the people that are older now, I'm we're older. Wait, different. wait, we're yeah. older now. No, no, hey. listen, listen. Yeah, this, no, listen. You were, we were, we were young back then, so you I'm didn't see it. You, you were, we were young back then. You, you didn't 40? see it. I'm you 45. Yeah, I'm 37. But you didn't see it when you were when you were when you were 12. When you were 13. When you were 10. There was no internet. You didn't get it as much. You didn't see it. You wasn't aware of what was going on in Chicago. You weren't aware of what was going on in L. A. You weren't aware of what was going on in Germany. I was aware because it was going on in my community. But it you was were, just it was the same level of violence. But she telling she being real right, right now. All right. Well, let's not. Okay. I'm going to take a short. I'm going to take a short break. And now we had our moment down memory lane. We're going to deal with the what what's what's happening right now. What's happening in the future let me let me remind you hot 97 has your kanye tickets all weekend long kanye west coming to the barclay center november 19th and 20th madison square garden november 23rd and 24th tickets on sale now you're listening to hot 97 street soldiers i'm your host lisa evers at lisa evers at street underscore soldiers we're talking about snitching we're talking about What's going on on the streets? We're also talking about if your baby was killed, if your little baby boy, about one year old, was killed, would you cooperate with the police? Would you try to help them find the killer? What would you do about that to get justice for that? And what about, would you maybe take a look at yourself if your lifestyle is what contributed to that and the choices you made? 1-800-223-9797. We'll be back right after this. Seven and your boy Jay-Z head to the county of Kings, Brooklyn. Ah, oh, man, ho. We doing this again? I'm hooking you up to join me in Brooklyn. I just want a Picasso in my casa. No, my castle. Jay-Z's Magna Carta World Tour at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn yeah. for two shows. January 12th and 13th. Only Hot 97 has your passes for this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Tune into the Hot 97 Morning Show this week at 7.50 a.m. And me, Angie Martinez, at 4.50 p.m. Tickets on sale now at Live Nation. Steak. How I yearn for you on this morning. My mouth waters for your delectable flavor. You put a fire in my belly that can only be described as full. So a steak and egg biscuit, right? Start your morning with one of McDonald's steak and egg sandwiches made with perfectly seasoned premium steak, a tasty egg, grilled onions, melted American cheese, and served on a toasty muffin or biscuit. Come to me, my love. The simple joy of delicious devotion. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. How's my day looking? Crazy. You've got an 8.30 budget meeting, a 10.30 conference call, oh. a 12.30 to 4 with legal, then employee reviews until 6. Ooh, I am headed out for my 7.47 a.m. off-site productivity meeting then. Off-site productivity meeting? Where? McDonald's. A day like this needs something good to eat first. The simple joy of morning momentum. Enjoy a great breakfast with a freshly brewed premium roast coffee at McDonald's. For a limited time, get any size coffee for just $1. Prices and participation may vary, a la carte only. It's huge! The all-new South Shore Hyundai, the newest dealership on the planet. Over five times the size and an indoor showroom. Over 3,000 vehicles ready for you to take delivery today. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Chevy, Toyota, Honda, Cadillac, Jaguar, Mazda, Kia, Lincoln, Fords, Hyundai's. South Shore Hyundai, right at the Green Acres Mall in Valley Stream. SouthShoreHyundai.com Fox 5's suspenseful Monday night lineup is back and showing no sign of slowing down. TV Diva with all the latest updates on the new season of Fox's epic sci-fi drama Bones and the return of Sleepy Hollow. In the season premiere of Bones, the Jeffersonian team investigates the murder of Jason Seidel, an accountant for the State Department whose remains were found in a hotel air conditioning unit. When Booth finds his old army buddy and CIA agent, 
clearing away evidence at the victim's condo, he begins to realize that Seidel's murder could have more suspects than the team had anticipated. In the thrilling season premiere of Sleepy Hollow, after being resurrected and pulled two and a half centuries through time, Ichabod Crane finds himself in modern-day Sleepy Hollow, where he quickly realizes that evil has awoken with him. For back-to-back mysteries, make sure you tune in for the Monday Night lineup, starting at 8 p.m., only on Fox 5. Hey, guys, it's Edge Martinez with Nelly. We're talking about the new Mike and Ike. So tell me about the new flavor. Mike came up with a new concept of putting real fruit juice into the flavors, and the flavor's bigger, it's more powerful, tastes better. It's great. Is this true that there's going to be a Mike and Ike movie? So we made a little trailer. We've been hearing that um, Hollywood's very interested in possibly making it, so who knows? Which only makes me wonder, is will there be a soundtrack to go with the movie? You know what? Whatever it takes to keep those guys making candy, I'm in. Pick up some Mike and I candy today, available at Walgreens. It gives you more by being less. Nothing fully satisfies like Coke Zero. The can that can. Indulgent, yet guiltless. Full of flavor, yet free of calories. The unicorn of colas. Zero, as in how many are left at the end of a partay. Coke Zero, it's all and nothing. Groceries, essentials, signature value. The Everyday Collection by Target. Hey, Chris, late for swim practice, no? Uh, I decided it wasn't really my thing. But you liked swimming, and with your grades down last semester, at least it could help with college. Oh, some kid, Frank, came by. I knocked on your door, but you didn't answer. Hey, where are your new sneakers? Oh, I forgot them at school. Well, you seem to be forgetting a lot lately. The signs are there. So is our help. For advice on coping with teen drug use, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. Six Flags Fright Fest, presented by Snickers. Now more horrifying than ever before. With thrills by day, fright by night, and terrifying coasters in the dark. Eight haunted mazes and creepy scare zones, including the new Straw Man Stalkers and Total Darkness. Save up to $20 on select days with coupons from McDonald's. Six Flags Fright Fest, New Jersey's biggest and scariest Halloween event. Funk Flex here to tell you Samsung Auto Mall is slashing prices all month long. With the $2,500 bonus check and guaranteed financing. Hurry to Samsung Auto Mall Route 1 in Woodbridge or SamsungAuto.com. Yo, what up? It's The Game and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Tweet us at Street underscore soldiers. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers also. And uh, you can check out everything that I'm doing and everything I'm up to, the videos, the tweets, the podcasts, all that, uh, the community projects, LisaEvers.com. And uh, we are talking about snitching, confidential informants, If your baby was killed, would you cooperate with police to try and track down the killer? That's our question for you at 1-800-223-9797. Now, before we get back to our guests and your telephone calls, we've got a lot of people on hold trying to get in on the conversation. I want to extend our condolences to the latest murder victims in Newark. There was a, a man and a woman who were shot and killed yesterday on 15th Avenue in Newark. I know Minister Ellis, the street doctor, others were out there with the families, um, trying to give them some, some, you know, some comfort at this very, very difficult time. And I also want to give a special condolences to the family, friends, and co-workers, and the students of Martin C. Laurie. Uh, Martin was shot and killed in Newark this summer. He was going to the store to get something for his dad before he went to work. He was a graduate of Essex County College. 
He was a teacher at a pre-K head, head Start school, the Leaguer School in Irvington. He was an advocate for peace and education. He worked with us on our Push for Peace projects and other uh, peace organizations and peace movements. He was just with us at Summer Jam, helping with the community. He was very, very dedicated to education and also to helping the kids have some kind of future. And that's what he dedicated his life to. And uh, he was shot and killed just going to the store by a group of teens, somebody with a gun, and nobody has been arrested. So I'm asking you for your condolences and prayers for his family and also for the people who are investigating these crimes that they bring the people who really did it to justice and his family can see some just justice so that Martin Lowry can really rest in peace. So, um, Martin, we miss you and uh, our prayers and thoughts are with you and your family. Now, our topic, snitching, would you talk with the police? If you knew who shot him, if you knew who shot and killed any of these people, would you help bring that killer to justice or would you just leave them out on the streets so that they could possibly do it again? Joining us in studio, Xavier Donaldson, former prosecutor, criminal defense attorney, author Terry Woods, her book, True to the Game. I'm sure you've heard of that. Many, many other books. Al-Tariq Anquay, founder of Stop Shooting. Co-founder. Co-founder. I'm sorry. Co-founder. <laughs> You know, we always call you know, co founder of Stop, I appreciate the honesty, though. Co founder of Stop Shooting Inc. <coughs> and also on the phone with us right now is Brian Sally. He is the president of BBS Narcotics Enforcement Training and Consulting. He's a narcotics detective out west, and he's got something to say about these confidential informants. Brian, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This sounds like a very hot topic out there. No, it definitely as well is. As it is here. So tell us, tell us how you use as a detective how you, how you use these confidential informants because there's still a myth, um, or still the impression in some quarters that people on the streets don't really talk. And that is a, a myth. Uh, it's accepted almost in the drug trade that when you're arrested, you are going to uh, cooperate, and uh, there's not that honor amongst uh, drug dealers that we're all going to stay tight. Doing a drug deal just yesterday, first person we arrested immediately uh, gave up his connect, set him up. As soon as we arrested the connect, <laughs> that's the first thing he did was offer. Like about but how I, much? Like about? <laughs> I mean, you're making it sound like before you even got the car, the the, 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 the squad, the cuffs on, the guys already singing. It it really was. We it was in less than two minutes after they're having the handcuffs put on them, they're saying. What can I do to get out of this? And that is is very common. And the one thing listening to the show, I think that is so important to address, is terminology, the semantics, the the words that we use. People that see a crime are a witness. They're not a snitch. To me, when I hear the term snitch, that's somebody that's trying to get out of trouble, not cooperating with the police because they're being a good citizen. And, and I think it's a, uh, a detriment when we allow people to say, well, you witnessed a crime, you're cooperating with the police, so you're a snitch. No, you're a witness, you're cooperating. Snitches are those that are trying to get out of trouble, are trying to get some type of benefit for themselves versus just trying to help out uh, society. Have you ever had yeah. anybody that you've arrested that, that just wouldn't talk, period, and they were looking at a lot of time? Yes, I have had some, and I will say uh, percentage-wise, I couldn't give you a percentage, but I'd say they're in the minority. The majority of people push comes to shove over a period of time, 
we'll uh, look at what can we do to, uh, what can I do to help myself out of this. Uh, and it's very rare, uh, you know, in, in the percentage of it, that if we're willing to let them cooperate, that they're saying, no, I'm going to go do my uh, 15, 20 years in prison. Uh, it's either what can I do to get out of it or uh, what can I do to reduce the amount of time I had by giving you somebody else. All right, let's, uh, um, Detective Brian Sally, if you can stay with us, we're going to take some telephone calls, and I know our guests have a lot to say. Let's go to, uh, wants to say, uh, wants to stay nameless in Manhattan. Wants to stay, what's up? Hello? Hello. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Uh, I just wanted to say a quick comment. It was uh, in reference to the same thing that I think it was Red Rum was saying as far as Here's the deal. If you're out in the streets, you have a general idea of what's going on because you're out there and you're doing it. So that being said, he may have a general idea of who did this, and that because of that reason will decide that he's not going to cooperate with the police because he wants to take care of the situation himself. Secondly, the other part of the situation could be this. If he does cooperate with the police, then he might be putting himself in further jeopardy because there's a reason why this happened. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold hold up, hold up, hold up. The dude is already in jeopardy because people are shooting at him in the street in daylight while he's pushing a baby carriage. And there's lots of on a hot weekend with a lot of kids around. So he's already he's already a marked man. I mean, it's not like he's going from being a teacher to a at this point, they don't know what he's done in the past, and maybe cooperating will bring out more of that, and he'll be in more jeopardy is what I'm trying to say. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that people got to look at it from all angles. Okay, good good point, Xavier. What about, what about what she's saying? He could be putting himself in more jeopardy. He was arrested at least 20 times. I don't know how many convictions. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't put any weight on the arrest part, but um, he... Um no, you know what? I, I'm, he could get in more trouble, or no? He he, I, I don't care. He could get in more trouble. It, it's possible, but you know that's uh, your son. That's that's your son. Your son is your son. You know, and how much more trouble and, could he get? In? Good, Somebody tried to kill him. Right. Good they parenting is him. good parenting. He, they tried to kill him uh, allegedly, and so you know they killed his son clearly and factually. So you know, there's in, in my humble opinion there that there is no options here. There's no other choices here. If, if someone kills your son. And you know who killed your son. You're supposed to tell who killed your son. That's just my humble opinion. And that's from being a prosecutor, from being a defense attorney, and from being a father, and from being a son. If someone kills your son, it's your son. Your son had nothing to do with this. And period, end of story. Let's see what's happening on Twitter, at street underscore soldiers, at Lisa Evers. Uh, Drew, what's happening? Um, Twitter's are raining in right now. We have uh, the Big Gus show. He says, uh, if you kill me or hurt me, fine. If you kill or hurt my son, I want the army to find you. So he's really with that with that movement. And then we have um, humble underscore Libra who says that the sad thing is I don't think that this street mentality will ever ever change. The fathers are in jail and the youth have no guidance. They don't take they don't go and have education and they don't take anything serious anymore. All right, there it is. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, is it Brooklyn? Yep. Okay, yes, what's, hey, hey. you're Brooklyn and calling yeah, from I Manhattan, just, okay. <laughs> I just I just I just wanna say this and if you guys just don't interrupt, you'll get a lot of clarity. First off, have anybody ever thought to ask the reason why did they shoot at this guy? All right. Unbeknownst to most of people in the city is that this guy is a suspect in a double shooting of a kid himself right now. He's under investigation. 
First off, second of all, it's not snitching if someone shoots your kid and kill him. My thing is this right here. If you're not going to cooperate with the police, that's one thing. My personal belief is if you shoot my kid and you kill him, I'm coming to jail to get you. So let the police catch you so that way I can find you. See, that's being a super gangster. That's being a super thug. If a person kills my family member and go to jail, I will commit a mediocre crime to get next room in the system. I've been to Rikers Island nine times. I've done eight years in prison for armed robbery in North Carolina. I've been on parole for 10 years. I got a 40-pound criminal history. My criminal history weighs 40 pounds. Yet, I break no laws today. Are you, you, sound, you sound almost, I'm, I'm kind of getting the feeling like you almost sound proud of that. No, I'm not proud of it. It's something that I went through in my life because one of you guys commented about the 80s. First off, whoever it was that commented about the 80s, I was in the midst of okay, all I, the oh, Okay, well, wait, I, you know what? I don't have time to get into... Right. This is not no, no, Throwback no, Thursday. But, 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 no, no, I, Brooklyn, this is not Throwback Thursday on Hot 97. No, I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, um, a, I'm a deaconess in the church of what's happening right now, and right now i got okay. a lot of phone calls, so but i got I got to let I'm you know. actually Please. talking about that the snitching, though. That's real what quick. I'm talking about. But, real quick, real quick. The guy, you you know, it's, it's, it's a catch-22 with him because he's actually under an active investigation for shooting two kids himself. But he wanted to yeah. sell his story to reporters for cash. Come okay, on, his, come his on. Excuse, his, excuse was, his excuse was so he could move his family. That's the excuse. I've never heard of do that. You know, do you know this dude? I don't know him personally, but I know someone that works in the police department who's actually told me some things. All right, great. Well, listen, we got we got to move on. El Tariq, hey, just, a, just yeah. a quick comment on our guests not, are jumping out of there. Just seats. a quick comment. I don't know the situation about the young guy. Just about what he just said. Um, if someone kills his son, they hope he hope that they lock him up, so then he gonna commit a crime and go to jail, so he can be right next to him. How you know they even gonna put you in the same jail? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, so so where is, where is the reality in that? And you a grown man talking about eight years and this, you was bragging about the bro. We all been down that road, man. Get away from that. Leave your past in the past because it will become your present again. Oh, I you like that. Leave your past in the this, past. But this is the thing. If, I like that, El Tariq. But this is the thing. If you leave it in the past and if you don't start thinking or even allowing yourself, I know how I think. I know what I'm going to do. Like, I mean, I know as a, as a person in a community or what snitching is or, you know, I'm not going to go to jail, so I'm not going to do crime. I can't take confinement. You don't ever have to worry about me being, you know, a snitch because I'm not going to do it. What I'm saying is when you start getting into the minds and the logic of what these people are saying, some of these people the, the the probably just the 10 percent that's out there that's left are going by certain codes and i'm yeah, not saying yeah, that dad yeah. in brooklyn yeah. is well there's a myth though but is that's yeah. the whole point of but what everybody seems to be seeing right. it's, it's a small, small percentage percent. and you're hearing some of them call in who were saying that these are the extremes and this is the extent that i would take it if you hurt my family and 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 all i'm saying is until you I know what we want to see for our communities. I know what I want to see for people. But until you step outside of our box and start trying to understand their logic or the street codes or or what these what's really going on with their thinking, then you you can't even be proactive and stop. But El Tariq, but you've seen it from all sides. You've seen it from the inside. You've seen it from the streets. You know what the whole prison thing is like. And you know what the the community, looking at it from a community health standpoint. I've seen it from all sides. And the reality is, like she said, it's a small percentage that still abide by them old school rules, but it's a small percentage. But now we got a new generation and everything changed. Rules don't apply. They change every day. They change every day in the game. In the street, they, they 
they there's the blind leading the blind. They don't care. Nowadays, if you got money, you could buy status. You could be an OG if you got enough uh, some money. So it ain't about you could be a seventeen year old OG. Come on now, nineteen year old. Come on. And please. who is your leader? <laughs> who is guiding these little young people? Like I mean, seriously. And then, like I said, look at all the people who are getting hurt. Exactly, Detective Brian Sally. In terms of the, uh, terms of the uh, ability to talk and willingness to talk, do you notice it differently now than you did, you know, back in the day? I notice that they are uh, quicker. They're actually more savvy about wanting to cut a deal and knowing the the, the trade of how to negotiate out a deal with the uh, police officers uh, versus twenty years ago when I'd arrest somebody, they would just whatever you want, you know, we'd say it, these guys start laying down stipulations. So this myth, and I want to emphasize, the myth that these people don't cooperate is out there. The myth that they're the ones controlling the street. Studies have shown less than 7% of the most violent community is actually involved in criminal activity. 93% of the good, honest people that we need to bring that back out to the forefront. But they are more knowledgeable about the system at a younger age and are quicker to uh, to use that new knowledge to benefit themselves. So they're a little this bit more savvy me, about it. Yeah, this is the me generation. They're taking care of themselves. Uh, I had the guy roll on his girlfriend in 20 <laughs> minutes yesterday. Can I, can I say something? Oh, I, man. I, I'm trying hard not to say anything, but I have to. Um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Is it detective? Detective? Yeah, Detective Brian Sally. And I, I um I, I appreciate that. But what, what I what I what I found from being involved in the criminal justice system in a professional way for the last twenty years is that, you know, everybody, every part of the criminal justice system has some type of agenda. That's just the way it works. And I understand that you're saying that a lot of people nowadays are just rolling over and flipping as we call it or becoming snitches or cooperators. And I appreciate that because that, in a way, has a law enforcement slant to it because it kind of acts as a deterrent to people committing crime because you're telling people if they do, 95% of the people are going to be snitches anyway, so you're not going to get away with it. I get that. But, you know, on the one hand, there are a lot of cooperators or snitches, as you want to call it. But on the other hand, there are a lot of people who simply don't, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, like Mr. Wood said, for whatever reason, they just don't. And, you know, I think we if I'm more interested in in trying to find a way to, um, I guess, to teach or show persons how reasons not to get involved in the criminal element so that they don't have to be presented with snitching rather than the other way. And I'm saying that as a defense attorney, I'm, I'm kind of cutting my nose to spite my face, but I'm more interested in how we can start preventing the criminal element if it occurs than uh, agendizing uh, what we need to do for our specific purpose. So I understand what you're saying, but I, I kind of think that the numbers that you are saying are maybe a little slanted towards deterring criminal behavior than what the actual numbers are. Because, I mean, although there are a lot of cooperators, there are not as many as people think, but there are a lot. But you said, well, okay, I'm totally confused. You, there, you said there, you said there are a lot. The yeah, mo- most I mean, most people there, talk. There, yeah. Everybody's agreeing. But, but but I guess what I'm saying is when he said now that, you're confusing when, me, David. I'm trying to. When he said that in um <laughs> in, in uh, <laughs> all right, you heard that, that, that right? right? You heard that 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 politics. That's that politics. All right, I can't. Okay, I'm going to Monique. I'm going. I'm going straight to Newark and get get a clear perspective on this. Monique, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. 
Hi. Um, what I think about the gang violence is, you know, I don't believe in the the snitching because you can endanger your own family by snitching. But my thing is, if you know something, say something. Cops made it. The cops in North, they made it very hard for people to come forward and actually say something because their whole logic is, once I'm finished with you, I'm going to give you up. And then that's putting everybody in danger. Wow. You know, I've had, I've had uh, plenty of innocent bystanders um, get caught in a crossfire with the gang rivalry and stuff like that for no apparent reason. But at the same time, I let God handle it. I'm not going to say anything because, you know, if you go way back, if, you, if Jesus believed in an eye for an eye, we wouldn't be here today. All people right. need to understand that. Like, people scared to get their knuckles dirty nowadays. All and right. I'm 24 years old, and I have two kids myself. But the whole thing is, if a person hurts my child, you may, you better be sure that I'm going to put your butt in jail. All right, Monique, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Let's go to uh, Giovanni from Jersey. Giovanni? Yes, how you doing? My right. name is Giovanni, and I'm from Newark, New Jersey, right? And let me tell you, I'm a mother, too, and I'm in the streets just like a gangbanger. And at the end of the day, I don't agree with nobody saying that they, I mean, that my child, if my child got here, I'm sorry, I'm not getting ready to sit back and say, oh, well, I'm putting the gang before my son, or I'm putting the gang before nobody. No, I'm sorry, I'm a mother first before anything. So if someone's having one of my sons, yeah, you're right, I'm going to help police. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't agree with that. And all that snitching, done, like, no, I'm not getting ready to sit back and throw my life away for somebody while they out here living their lives, and then my sons out here suffering while I mean, while I'm in jail. No, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't agree with that. I'm sorry, I can't. All right, Giovanna, good point. I'm going to put you on hold for a second, okay? And then uh, Anjali's going to pick up and, and give you and, and talk with you for a minute. All right, so that she's looking at it from a whole long-term perspective. What do you think about that, Elterese? She got a point. She said it herself. That's a common sense answer. Listen, forget that. I might be in the streets, but I'm, I'm putting my family and my whatever first before all this street cold because it ain't no cold no more. And she said to herself, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sending you to jail. You just killed my son. You just sent to my family. You think I'm not? Gonna, you get you got to be out your mind. All right, let's go to P from Harlem. P, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hello? Yeah, P, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, how you doing, Lisa? All right, how you doing? I've listened to a lot of comments and uh, just a whole range of things. It's, it's hard to cover all of this one time. But, uh, you know, I was in the feds at a big case in Washington, D.C., and uh, everyone talks about what they will and won't do until they're put in a certain situation. That's right. You know, the mafia had a 70-year run where they didn't have to tell anything. They they weren't being prosecuted by the federal government. But as soon as, you know, Giuliani started coming after them, they all started falling, you know. was locked up with uh, Joe Messina. was locked up with uh, uh, Vinnie Gorgeous. The boss rolled on him. You know, it's easy to say what you will and won't do until you got the life sentence in your face, you know. And a lot of these kids out here, it's just a different era. And I want to romanticize the era that I grew up in, because like the brother said earlier, my generation was the worst history of country bar none all over the country. The, the numbers don't lie. We had 2,200 uh, murders in 1990. You know, now people in my age group say, oh, it wasn't as bad. That, that's crazy. You know, people getting kidnapped. It was it was terrible out there. You know, so it's just that there's no real money in the street. These kids running around, you know, they're busting their gun. They shoot from across the street. They're killing innocent people. And then they face with these life sentences. They come to jail three weeks after they got there. They don't have money to go to the store. They don't have the commissary money. You know, they're out there playing around getting the sneaker money. 
And I tell them, it's just a bad time to be a criminal. Y'all might as well go ahead and, 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 and get an education. Get an education. <laughs> and find something else to do, for real. I'm telling you. They, I'm, I'm telling you. They're down in MCC and MBC. They, they can't go to store a month after they came in the jail. I said, what are y'all doing out there? Y'all out there just uh, playing around. That's a know? PSA. It's a bad time yeah, to be a criminal, a so get an education. It's a bad time. The police are everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. You know, if you shoot somebody, you'll be on the news before you can get home. Exactly. And, and do something with the gun. You know, they, they have your face blasted all over New York 1. It's, it's, it's not a good time. Pete, you know, I, I appreciate little dudes all the time. You know, find something else to do. Yeah, they keep talking about the kids from Brooklyn. Let me say this. You know, you profess super, super gangbanger, then you shouldn't be uh, pushing the stroller. <laughs> and Brownsville, of course. Yeah. You know, you know, All right, P. I got you. Out here beefing with people. You know, I got. I got. I don't understand. You know, this kid is an idiot. You know, P. Listen, I'm going to put you on hold because you know what? I just got an idea for another show. I think we're going to have to do this debate about the old days versus the, the back in the day versus today. Which is the hard. Okay, but I'm going to put you. We're out of time. I'm going to. I'm going to put you on hold, and Angelique is going to get your telephone number so we can get in touch with you again. We're going to leave it on that. On that. PSA, that's a that's a good one for it's staying in school, right? Be a criminal. Listen, it's a son, it's, it's, it's rough. Sign, it's, it's a, a bad, bad time. It's a bad time to be a criminal. So get an education. Listen, we um, Twitter real quick. Yeah, real quick. This is a this is a real good one. Um, this is from Hostility underscore SG. He says that if someone kills my daughter, do I want him to sit in jail on my tax money after they killed my kid? No, because the the person gets to live with while my daughter is dead. He gets fed, clothes and house with my taxes so no all right we're, we're gonna have to talk about this yeah, more because yeah. we're just you know okay. we got a lot of opinions on this and, and a ton of phone calls too. patrick will jay michael everybody else that's on hold um sorry we can't get to your telephone calls i want to thank all of our guests for being with us attorney xavier donaldson author terry woods el tariq anque co-founder of stop shooting <laughs> inc from newark uh detective brian sally and uh too bad from newark i want to thank you guys very much for being on the phone with us everybody that called in we appreciate it uh this episode of street soldiers was made hot for you by emblem health emblem health provides the resources to help new yorkers stay healthy experience what care feels like and we thank you for sponsoring the show and i want to remind you you follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers. This way you can find out where I'm at during the week. Um, LisaEvers.com. All the info you want is there. The videos, the free podcasts of this and all the other Street Soldier shows. And also if you have ideas and want to get in touch with us, Lisa at Hot97.com. I want to thank our Vice President for Programming, Ebro, our Program Director, Carly Hustle. And also my executive producer, of course, the one and only Tone Capone, our associate producer, Angelique Tyree, production supervisor, Andrew Varis, our board op, the one and only TJ. Please check me out on the Fox <laughs> 5 News at 6 and 10, 5, 6 and 10. You know the deal. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Push for peace. There's nothing like a classic Kanye spaz out. I'm a little mother. I almost got the album that goose right now. I might get loose right now. <laughs> and now you get to witness one live. <laughs> Kanye West live weekend. Only Hot 97 has your tickets to see me performing live. And maybe we'll get a classic Kanye rant too. We don't give a f***. We make good music. The Yeezus Tour. November 19th and 20th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And November 23rd and 24th at the Garden. Tickets on the way. I'll see you at the show. Six Flags Fright Fest.